0: On everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerkey. I sometimes come across records which are difficult, if not impossible, to come up with segment topics for, yet deserve to be heard. So the first part of this show will be made up of records for which I couldn't come up with a topic. Tomahawk steaks are a hot item these days, and we've had them at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and at home, procured from our local custom meat market. You also hear them referred to as long bone ribeyes or cowboy steaks. They're all thick ribeyes, but a tomahawk steak is cut with at least five inches of rib bone left intact and frenched or trimmed of meat so it looks like a handle. A cowboy steak has a shorter, frenched bone. I was trying to figure out a segment topic for this first record and was looking for records about tomahawks or hatchets but I just played Let's Bury the Hatchet in the Kaiser's Head, so here in its own one-record Tomahawk segment is Tomahawk. The Emerson Military Band in October of 1910 and Tomahawk from Emerson 1089. Tomahawk was written by Gerald Peck, and I was trying desperately to give him his own segment. There are enough records of his tunes for one, including Oriental Rube, Toreador, Yokohoma, yeah, that's how it's spelled on the label, and Goodbye Shot and Shell, but I couldn't find enough of broadcast quality. I'm not even sure that he's a real person. I couldn't find one word of biographical information, but I hope you enjoyed that record nonetheless. The next record is one of my favorite tunes by Sidney Clare and James Monaco. I've played it by Paul Whiteman with Billy Murray and members of the Revelers, but this version is being heard on the show for the first time. Aha. Henry Gendron in his Strand Roof Orchestra with Bud Kennedy, providing the vocal on Aha! from Edison 51570, recorded May 29, 1925. Henry Gendron made a number of records for Edison and a few for Columbia as Henry Gendrone's ambassadors. I'll have to try to find some of those. Around the same time, Edward Gendrone, perhaps Henry's brother, made a few records for Columbia as piano accompanist for Pablo Casals. The Strand Roof in Strand Roof Orchestra refers to the rooftop dining room and ballroom, known as the Cascades, at New York's Strand Hotel, located on Broadway between 47th and 48th. Rooftops were a place for New Yorkers to go for entertainment and to try to escape the summer heat, and other such venues were the Hotel Astor Roof Garden and the Roof Garden Dining Room at the St. Regis Hotel. The Strand featured a comic waiter, one of whose bits was to drop a piece of ice as he was crossing the dance floor and frantically crawl around on his hands and knees trying to retrieve it. He'd respectfully pull out your chair and then sit in it himself, lean on your shoulder while taking your order, and other such antics, and later in the evening would appear incognito as the pest on the dance floor bumping into people and falling down with his partner. It took some people quite a while to get the joke. Don Parker also led his band at the Strand Roof in the 20s. He made a number of records. I don't know if any of them were under that name, but you'll be hearing some of them in an upcoming show. And if you didn't know, I'm Glenn Robison, and this is Rapidly Rotating Records on Island Radio, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. When I was trying to find other tunes by Gerald Peck, I came across his 1918 composition, Goodbye Shot and Shell. There was at least one recording of it, which I don't have, but in looking for it, I came across this record, Mit Bomben und Granaten, which translates as shot and shell. States Marine Band, conducted by William Santelman, with Mit Bomben und Graniten, or With Shot and Shell. That's from Victor 17731, recorded March 22, 1914. Mit Bomben und Graniten was written by Benjamin Bils. German conductor and composer Benjamin Bils, B I L S E, was born in Legnica, in what is now Poland on August 17, 1916, and received a formal musical education at the Vienna Conservatory. He played in Johann Strauss's orchestra and returned to Legnitza, where he became the municipal Kappelmeister in 1842, and formed his own orchestra called Bilsa's Band, which became very popular and toured all over Europe. In 1882, upset over repeatedly poor travel accommodations, Fifty-four of his musicians split and formed their own orchestra, called the Former Bils's Band. Shortly thereafter, it was renamed and is still around. You've probably heard of the Berlin Philharmonic. I know. Benjamin Bills died July 13, 1902, in his hometown of Lignitz. Do you know who Ben Bolt is? That's okay, I didn't either. Thomas Dunn English was a doctor, lawyer, first mayor of Aracoma, now Logan, West Virginia, and a very prolific writer. In 1843, he published his poem, Ben Bolt, in the New York Mirror, and it became very popular. Musician, composer, and singer Nelson Neese, K-N-E-A-S-S, was born in Philadelphia in 1823. In the 1840s, he settled in Pittsburgh and became the musical director of the Eagle Ice Cream Saloon, which provided entertainment in order to draw customers. He put together the Nice Opera Troupe, which performed classical music, opera, and comic minstrel shows at the Eagle Ice Cream Saloon, and they made history when they were the first to perform Stephen Foster's song, O oh, Susanna. In 1848, Nelson Nice was sent the words to Ben Bolt, and he set them to a German melody, and the song Ben Bolt was included in a play produced in Pittsburgh titled The Battle of Buena Vista. The play was a flop, but the song became an internationally popular sentimental ballad. W.C. Peters copyrighted the song and published the sheet music, and it was performed around the world in theaters, concert halls, minstrel shows, in family parlors and pubs. Definitely pubs. But neither Nice nor English received any compensation for the song. A play and novel were written based on it, and a steamboat and resource were named after it, as was the town of Ben Bolt, Texas, founded in 1904. There are dozens of recordings of Ben Bolt, and here's one.
1: flowers as they grow On the master's grave grows the grass Benfold, and the running little brook is now dry And of all the friends who were schoolmates then there remains then but you and I and all the friends who were schoolmates then, there remains then but you and I.
0: Kaplan's Melodists recorded a much more upbeat version for Edison in 1925, but my copy was a little crunchier than I'd like, so you got the more sentimental, traditional rendering of Ben Bolt by John McCormick, for Victor on April 7, 1914, also issued in Britain. On the August 30th show, I played Heine waltzed Round on His Hickory Limb by Bob Roberts. Okay, all you 12-year-old boys out there can stop tittering. Although it's a slang term for the buttocks, at least it was used that way by my mother when I was 12. I don't know if it's used that way much anymore. But it's also short for the German name Heinrich, and in World War I was a derogatory term for German soldiers. There are several other Heine records, including Heine, written by Ed Rose and Ted Snyder, Mike and Meyer's vaudeville sketch, Heine at College, and Happy Heine, a march written in 1905 by J. Bodewalt Lamp. There are at least a couple of recordings of it, one your typical march by Arthur Pryor's band in 1906, and this much more unusual and upbeat rendition from Pale K. Lua and David K. Kaili. <laughs> a happy record, The Happy Haini March, from Victor 17859, recorded all the way back on December 19, 1914. Pale Kealikui Malua was born on Oahu and began his musical career as a violinist with the Royal Hawaiians Glee Club. He began playing the steel guitar in Hawaii but moved to Cleveland, Ohio in 1910 and began recording and touring with guitarist David Kaili whom he had met when touring with the Irene West Royal Hawaiians. He was the first steel guitarist to record accompanied by Spanish guitar. David Luela Kaili was born on June 17, 1890, in Kahana, Oahu, Hawaii, and is one of the very first steel guitarists to tour the U.S., England, India, Australia, Indonesia, and the Far East. He toured with his wife, Queenie, who was an accomplished singer in her own right, and was often called Hawai'i's Sophie Tucker. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I came across the archaic phrase in Mufti the other day. In Britain, Mufti refers to plain, ordinary street clothes when worn by one who normally wears a military or other uniform so to be in Mufti means wearing regular clothes instead of your uniform. I could find but one vintage record about uniforms, and here it is by the last of the Red Hot Mamas, Sophie Tucker.
2: crazy about my daddy God love him in his uniform he has military eyes all my feelings mobilized he knows a lot about maneuvers he puts me in a grand I'm somewhere in France, cause over there and over here, he kisses me from ear to ear. He's some caveman when his heart is warm. He wears YMCA on his uniform of blue, that means you must come across, now what can I do? I'm glad my daddy's in a uniform When well, he's on a cruise, how? a lot about maneuvers, he puts me in a trance, when I kiss daddy, I think I'm somewhere in France, cause over there, and over here, he kisses me from ear to ear, I say, A German as, rough as he me. I'm glad my in a uniform.
0: Now when I first saw the title of that song, "I'm glad my Daddy's in a uniform, by lyricist Charles R. McCarran and composer Carrie Morgan. I was expecting a syrupy song about a sad but patriotic little girl and her daddy going off to war. But, as you heard, it's something quite different. In the early 1900s, the Aeolian Company was the largest producer of musical instruments in the world, and they wanted to cash in on their reputation for fine pianos and organs, and the fame of Aeolian Hall, by manufacturing phonographs and records. Their first records were cut vertically, including the one we just heard, Aeolian Vocalion B-12090, recorded in December of 1918. The company claimed greater depth and richness of sound, but you heard what they actually sounded like. The company soon switched to double-sided and laterally cut records and removed Aeolian from the label's name. I think that's all the freestanding topicless records for this week. I was going to play the record that starts off this next segment by itself because I couldn't think of a lot of other records about husbands, other than if I didn't know your husband and you didn't know my wife, which I've played at least a couple of times on the show. But in looking around a little more closely, I came up with enough husband songs, not heard on the show before, for this segment about husbands. Here's the Victor Military Band.
3: husband, John, the greatest man that e'er the sun shone on, John never chewed tobacco, no liquor flowed his way, I know it cause I hear it ten thousand times a day, John never lied and never tried to fool her anyway, and every week when he'd come home, he'd hand her all his pay. But all good things must end sometime And John's run his last race And he's in the quiet churchyard now With a smile upon his face And no one envies him as much As a man that took the place Of my wife's first husband, John It's my wife's first husband, John What a great guy he's become since he is gone she bought a gorgeous tombstone When on life John lost his lease And thereupon is written Till I join you rest in peace. I told her that I needed a home, Jolly, And then I called her home When a guy talks like he doesn't need a home What's the because? He should be putting one I get it He's gone but still he's happy And I don't know where I'd rather be Here or in that churchyard Cause in my dreams I see Looking through the pearly gates and smiling down on me is my wife's first hug.
4: Wiper in anger one night, they thought it would be best to part The only little girl they loved best in the world was Lincoln, but between hearts and hearts. Now pause and game, they both wanted a job, but they waited with a an master and friend. Which one will you go with? Now, Papa, he asked, and this is what the little girl said. Let's all of us stay at home, it'd be so sad to we roam, for Papa loves Mama and Mama loves Papa and I love you both, don't you know, now you'll regret it someday, when a far apart you two may roam, no Papa to see and no Mama with me, let's all of us stay at home. Can't no king on his throne has a happier home than that little home is today. Many years have fled, now the little girl is dead, but you still hear the words that she said. Let's all of us stay at home, it'd be so sad to be wrong. For Papa loves Mama, and Mama loves Papa, and I love you both, don't you know? Now you regret it someday, when a far apart you two may roll No Papa to see, and no Mama with me, let's all of us stay at home.
0: The last line of that song is let's all of us stay at home, which, unfortunately, is what many of us are having to do these days, but not because of divorce and custody as in the song. That was Charlie Poole with the North Carolina Ramblers, and husband and wife were angry one night. That was recorded July 23, 1928, and both takes one and two were issued on Columbia 15342. Charlie Poole accompanied himself on banjo, assisted by Roy Harvey on guitar, and Lonnie Austin on violin. By coincidence, Chick Endor was born this very day, September 13th, in 1893, as Charles Napton, and before Charlie Poole, you heard him and partner Charlie Farrell with their story, My Wife's First Husband, John. That's from British Columbia, DB866, made in 1932. Endor and Farrell toured the world and gave a command performance before King George V in London, and Chick Endor founded the trio the Yacht Club Boys. We started that husband set with the Victor Military Band and another record from 1914, March 3rd to be precise, The Laughing Husband Medley from Victor 35376. You heard the tunes You're Here and I'm Here, Take a Step With Me, Bought and Paid For, and a reprise of You're Here and I'm Here. Those were all written by Jerome Kern for the show The Laughing Husband, a three-act musical which opened at the Knickerbocker Theater on February 2, 1914, and ran for a disappointing 48 performances. On the August 30th show, I mentioned that in addition to Thanks for the Lobster, Cadigan and Story also wrote Salvation Lassie of Mine. Well, as you might have guessed from the intro to this show, here it is to start off a Lassie segment. Not that Lassie, the other Lassies.
5: I come to learn their honor just as well, and how would I know that the like could be so if I had not found one? there to me the sweet of a woman.
6: And see her as well I met her in September Popped the question in November I'll soon hear her out to myself Her father has consented I'm feeling quite contented I've been in sealed the bargain with a kiss I'm sitting weary weary when I think about my dear And you'll always hear me singing this Bonnie she's as pure as the lily in the dell. She's as sweet as the heather, the bonny purple heather, Mary Muscot's blue bell. I love a lassie, a bonny bonnie lassie, she's as pure as the lily. Heather, the bunny purple Heather, Mary Muscotch Blue. Girl. I love a lady, a bunny healing lady, I could sit and let her tease me for a week. And the way she keeps behaving, my, I never pay for shaving, for she rubs my whiskers clean off with her cheek. In the gloaming, with my beauty, with my bonnie, tooty, fruity, ootie, I like to wander by her side. She's my diamond, she's my ruby, she's my bonnie, wee be And if she was here, I'd row her in my flight. I love a lady, a bonnie, bonnie, ladsie, She's as pure as the lily in the dell. She's as sweet as the heather, the bonny purple heather, Mary, muscotch blue bell. I love a lassie, a bonny bonny lassie, she's as pure as a the lily in the dell. She's as sweet as the heather, the bonny purple heather, Mary. Oh, I tell you, Mary much good blue bell mutt. Oh, if you chaps, if you could see her, you'd never forget her. Oh. Oh.
0: Harry Lauder recorded I Love a Lassie in 1905 and 1907 for the Gramophone Company in London and in 1909 and 1913 for Victor here in the U.S. Those, of course, were all acoustical recordings made without benefit of microphones or electrical amplification, but on March 3rd, 1926, by this time Sir Harry Lauder recorded I Love a Lassie, again in Europe, and this time electrically, and that's the record we just heard, Victor Red Seal 9012. Harry wrote the tune on his own, but collaborated with Gerald Grafton on the words. Charles Hart and Lewis James sang together in the Shannon Four with Elliot Shaw and Wilfred Glenn, but there they were, just the two of them, to start off this Lassie segment with Salvation Lassie of Mine. Joseph Pasternak conducted the orchestra on that January thirtieth, 1919 recording, issued on Victor 18524. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is rapidly rotating records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 K-I-S-L Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. Here's an abbreviated California segment with a couple of California tunes not heard on the show before. Vincent Lopez recorded California with his Hotel Pennsylvania music for OK in April of 1922. I don't know if it was before or after that session, but on April 7th, Lopez was in the Edison studio to record California, and here it is. couple of great California tunes, if ever there were. Abe Lyman's California Orchestra, recording for Brunswick in Los Angeles on July 30th, 1923, with Alfred Evans' tune, California Blues. And you heard a hint of I Love You, California in there. Alfred Evans also brought us An Apple a Day, One Never Knows Does One, Down in the Depths, and What a Dummy Love Has Made of Me. I think I need to work on getting Alfred Evans his own segment. We started with Cliff Friend and Con Conrad's California by Vincent Lopez and his orchestra on Edison 50966. It was also issued on Blue Amberol Cylinder 4574. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.